0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Lance Growlick. Lance, you are the CEO and founder of Ion Franchising. Your website is ionfranchising.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. I'm excited to be here. So I'm interested to hear your origin story of how you got into the franchise world. Because <laughs> you've, well, you've got a lot of respect in the industry, my friend.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a very entrepreneurial family in New York and uh, I thought I was going to go on Wall Street with dad. He mm-hmm. was uh, a Wall Street executive and did that for quite a while through the summers while I was getting my economics degree. But when I got out of college, I realized quickly that, you know, I, I don't want to be in New York. I don't want to be mm-hmm. sitting in an office, maybe not at this stage in my life. Uh, and I had another uh, sort of pseudo uncle, if you will, that uh, made some money in tech before that was fashionable and called mm-hmm. me and said, I heard you bored. I want to build a, a, a gazillion dollar restaurant franchise group. Now, I, I got the restaurant bug, if you will, uh, when I was in college, working in bars and uh, had, a, had a blast doing that. And I love the people side of things. So, you know, fast forward, uh, I helped uh, Uncle Steven grow this TGI Fridays franchise from four locations to sixty-five within five years, mostly mostly through acquisition. Mostly through acquisition, TGI Fridays was phenomenal in those days, and over two hundred million a year, two hundred twenty-five million in revenue. Incredible uh, MBA story, if you will. That's where I got my hands on MBA. uh, I like to say, and uh, but I really enjoyed the restaurant business, and that's what propelled me into franchising and understanding, hey, I don't have to work that hard. I've, I've sort of borrowed a system, borrowed a trademark, uh, all this wonderful training and expertise. And uh, and I just get to follow this system. And I think it was Tony Robbins that once said, model success, you know, and success leaves clues. And that's mm-hmm. that's really franchising. So yeah. that's how I really got into it.
0: Yeah. Uh I, you, know, I'm really, you don't know Peter Klomka, do you? Does that name sound familiar? It sounds familiar, but I do not know. I did an interview with him a while back, and this was before COVID. Uh, let's see, episode number, oh, I don't have it, 257, if you want, someone wants to go back. But he talked about the restaurant apocalypse. And I'm, I'm wondering, so even back then, he was talking about, you know, how he sees the trends in restaurants, you know, and, and it's mainly generational and that is that um, a lot of your Gen Z and even millennials um, don't go to sit-down restaurants with the frequencies that, say, boomers and maybe Gen Xers do. Um, Have you seen those trends? Yeah, you
1: know, I think the trends that we've seen, certainly there has been been somewhat of a fall-off in the casual dining sector, but Mm -hmm. I think the average consumer can attest to the fact that it might not be worth it. You know, there's always a value proposition when you take your family in to for a dining experience. What mm-hmm. is that experience? What is the service like? What is the food like? And if you look across the spectrum of the typical casual dining chain today, you know, dare I say Applebee's or Chili's mm-hmm. or TGI Fridays today is not what it was in the late 80s when I was with TGI Fridays. Yeah. So to your point, the fast casual segment, oh, you know, yeah. where... You know, you you go in, you order it at the, at the counter, or now these days, everything's delivered. Um, you know, and, and the seats are minimal, but it's it's all about more quality food, mm. faster service. It's designed for takeout, like Wingstop, one of the brands that I owned. I was a franchisee of. I was president of the advise, franchise advisory council for Wingstop. Know it very, very well. Through COVID-19, Wingstop's almost been unblemished, mm. Um it's it's as as if it didn't happen. So the short answer is yeah. Casual dining has had its pains. Uh, COVID nineteen has certainly uh, you know exacerbated that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but most of it is self imposed. It's I don't oh, really? think It's necessarily generational. Yeah. They haven't really given people a reason to go out and. Exp- experience, you know, something wonderful. Again, that value proposition and the overall experience of, 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 of ni- a nice dining experience, great service, which is what the the old big box restaurants used to yield you. Nowadays, mm-hmm. people just want their food and they want it quickly. So, anybody in casual dining needs to reinvent themselves and make sure they're giving uh, that value. Mm-hmm. Force people into that situation and say, I need to go to this place because I can't get that experience taking out from XYZ restaurant.
0: Yeah. Are there franchises? I mean, so, you you know, I see who's one of the, you know, one of the foremost franchise experts I've had the opportunity speaking. How about uh, uh, Josh Brown, Franchise Euphoria? Have you met him? I I know of Josh Brown. Yes. We know
1: each other for sure. Yes. Yes.
0: uh, We're good friends. Uh, (laughs) So if you haven't been on Franchise Euphoria yet, let me know. We'll get you over there. So he's a good guy. Uh, You know, one other, how about, um, you know franchises that are doing exceptionally well in 2020 uh, because of this massive, you know, change in everybody's culture. Um, what would you see as a, a really great franchise to be in? Maybe you got in early, or maybe there's still opportunity to get in.
1: Yeah. Well, I represent almost 600 brands today, and, and there's certainly brands you should not be in, which we already discussed. <laughs> yeah. Big box restaurants, little more dangerous these days, although people speculate on real estate availability and why that still could be a good play. Uh, I can tell you that uh, brands like home restoration brands, some mm-hmm. of the funniest stories that I've heard and and, and wonderful stories are as people, there was kind of this initial shock and awe when people uh, were stuck at home and the lockdown first happened. And maybe your ex- uh, family experienced this, mine certainly did. Yeah. You know, you don't know how long the lockdown is and you're in your house. And what do you start doing when you're, when you're in your house and you're really not going many places? Eating. You start, ex- well, besides eating, you start, <laughs> you start exploring and you go, you know, honey, I don't really like the design of my closet any longer. Yeah. Well, let, let me redo my closet you know, the roof needed to be redone three years ago. And now that I'm outside looking at it, you know, let's do that. So there was absolutely a period of time where this, this shock occurred and, and people just didn't do anything except eat. um, but shortly thereafter, holy cow, uh, so many of my home maintenance and repair brands, Mm -hmm. uh, companies that do blinds. We have so many companies that do blinds and, um, I mean, everything in the, in the home oh, sector. Sure. Somebody wants to redo their counter, countertops and they've been, you know, delaying that or, or, or what have you. So, all of those brands in, in the home care business, uh, home restoration, God forbid anybody had a flood or needed mold remediation, whatever, those brands are never, ever slow down. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. And it could be a hurricane. It could be a tornado. It could be uh, anything. Um, so anything home related has still performed well.
0: Um, well. Well, Lance, think of the number of people now that are working from home and they haven't had to do that. So now they're home an extra 10 hours a day yeah, and they're doing work. So I think anyone that specializes in transforming and creating home workspaces, I think you have a lot of employers that are like, What's the point? And Absolutely. you know, I'm seeing all these, you know, people talking about, you know, they were living in the city because they wanted to be close to their job, and now their jobs like, you can work wherever you want because <laughs> we've adopted remote uh, work, you know, a, a remote culture. Um, so I think that I think there's going to be a lot of people starting to take their office space seriously. I mean, even doing this interview, I do them all on video, mm-hmm. and you know, I think initially I saw a lot of people with just messy beds in the background, and now people are like, listen, I'm going to be doing this a lot. And yep. it's time for me to take very seriously how I, what I look like on Zoom. So, right. that would be, man, I think another trend, well, look, like lighting, all that stuff.
1: Absolutely. But, you know, painting franchises, uh, mm-hmm. landscapers, people are putting in new landscaping. There, It doesn't end. There's so much related to the home. We have a hundred plus categories covered as far as most people don't even know the amount of franchise brands out there and the depth at which, uh, you know, franchising goes, um, believe it or not, the staffing industry that was incredibly hot before COVID-19, uh, when unemployment was low, not that many people looking for jobs. Well, now there's quite a few people looking for jobs. Yeah. And there's been quite uh, an adjustment, if you will, in the staffing business. Oh, but gosh, our yeah. staffing companies are hot right now uh, and doing big business again after that initial sort of shock, mm-hmm. you know, wore off. Home health care. Home health care is forecasted to grow for the next 30 years right. straight up. Yep. Precautions are in place post-COVID or currently during COVID-19. But there's There's so many wonderful brands. And I just tell people, reach out and I'll walk you through the process. Half the people that come come to me have an interest in certain things or don't or aren't interested in others, you know, and and I have to point them in the right direction. But there's a way to get through that.
0: Uh, You know, I think anyone that is not making their move right now, I I think is really missing a, a monumental, pivotal opportunity in, in our lives right now to adjust and solve big problems that many people have. Um, Lance, I would imagine that seeing what you see, there may be some incentives right now to jump in and find a great franchise to be a part of.
1: Right. Absolutely. There's all kinds of incentives. I have brands that are fantastic that are doing all kinds of you know, waiving royalties for a period of time, uh, potentially reducing franchise fees in order to uh, get people uh, involved in their business. Uh, There there are definitely incentives on a fairly regular basis for Mm. people to get in.
0: Um, One in particular, I'm curious about um, people of color, uh, military veterans, uh, women. I'm sure you see some special opportunities there.
1: Yeah, the, the veteran opportunities, look, Fourteen percent of franchise owners to the, today, the last statistic that I saw from uh, Vet Fran and the IFA, which is the uh, International uh, Franchise Association, about fourteen percent of franchise owners are veterans, and many franchise brands recruit veterans specifically. I even have Josh; you'll love this, and you're a veteran. Yep. Uh, I have uh, a business, one business in particular that I love, and it it encourages veterans, even active duty veterans, to invest in this completely passive business that involves a major commodity that everybody needs. And they are so vet friendly, they have an entire program dedicated to vets, including the loans to assist them with minimal money down, uh, you know, depending on which program you get involved with. But there's plenty that, of programs.
0: I should point that out. So 14% is nearly twice the national average. So about seven, so seven and a half percent of Americans are veterans. Yep. Um, and so you know why?
1: Wonderful. And why is that? I mean, when you go to the military, you're following a system. You're being mm-hmm. taught certain skills. Franchises, franchising is all about that franchises franchising is taking a successful system and and smart people just follow that system you can put your own spin on certain things and you know dare i be cliche but it's you know you're in business for yourself but not by yourself right
0: you know uh one thing i like and i've seen this amongst you know military folk that i've worked with or done business with is you know there is kind of a oh well Yes, that didn't work out. Like the, that's just so it's such a foreign concept to most people who've served in the military because you just don't, you're never given that luxury. Right. It's like you you complete the mission and there's no, yeah, but that what? There's there's none of that. So and that's a helpful trait to have in business because guarantee you're gonna have a lot of obstacles.
1: Yeah, you know, you hit on something really important because fear. And having the appropriate mindset is crucial to being successful in entrepreneurship, whether it's a franchise or starting your own business like I have. I mean, I've done a lot, you know, in the business world. And and you have to have the right mindset. Most people get so stymied by, well, what if I fail? Well, what if you succeed? Yeah. And the franchise world, you're just following a system. The best part about franchising is when you find, when I introduce you to a brand that you get excited about and you go through the proper steps and you go through some sort of discovery day. In the old days, it was face-to-face. You'd meet the leadership team, do a tour of their facility, wherever it might be. You might even have to get on a plane to go there. Well, nowadays, it's mostly virtual discovery days where you meet the team. But the last step is talking to uh, franchisees that are in their system, which is truly the last step, which is called validation. So, you get to talk to people to understand, well, well, Josh, tell me how you felt. You know, would you do this over again? How much money are you making? You know, did your wife think you were crazy? Did your husband think you were cra- crazy? I mean, because people are thinking I'm crazy getting into my own business right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, look, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to get yourself out of it. but And that's what I do help people through. Um, you know, you hear these success stories, and you get excited about it. But look, I could tell you story after story of success. I, I, got a, I got a good friend who I didn't set him up with his franchise, but it's one of my favorite stories. The guy has no hair. He was a retired banker. And, you know, a franchise consultant 12 years ago told him, you know, you should be in this business. And he goes, well, what's the business? Well, you know, you'll want to spend about this amount of money. You know, you don't want to do too much work. In the beginning, you got to work, of course. Long story short, this bald guy that hasn't required a haircut since college owns 19 franchise hair salons and and nets a million and a half dollars a year.
0: Yeah, He's
1: never cut hair a day in his life. People always love to say, well, I, I don't know anything about that. You don't have to you're taught the system, which generally relies on you to hire great people and work through your people. You know, the old expression about a great leader, hire people that are better than you with the traits that Mm -hmm. either you don't like or you're not good at. You don't know how to cut hair. Great. Hire people that are licensed to cut hair. That's a good start.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lance, Tell me about, you know, who you who you serve, like how you help them, um, like who would come to you and and what, what would you do together with them?
1: Well, first off, uh, literally anybody that's looking or just barely exploring, whether you're a first time to the rodeo type person, never looked at business opportunities and think franchising might be good for you. I work with a lot of brand new people to entrepreneurship. I work with a ton of corporate refugees that want to make the move mm-hmm. either through COVID-19 or now. Uh, retired because it wasn't really their choice, or other people that maybe retired uh, and and want to, or, or they want to seek early retirement, find themselves an opportunity and jump to that. So it's real simple with me. First of all, you can go to my website, and I have a free assessment. That assessment is quite scientific. It will help based on your current mindset, your skills. It'll determine what brands and potentially industries you're most compatible with. And it'll spit out a beautiful report for yourself. It'll give me an additional report. And and that's one way to build that foundation where we start working together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people choose not to. They just want to talk to me. And that's wonderful as well because I'm going to ask you an awful lot of questions to understand what is your investment level? Do you want to be an owner operator, you know, hands-on? Do you want to be an absentee owner, executive level owner, semi-absentee? Uh, I'm working with a gentleman that's in the military right now. He said, look, I got about two, three days a week. I got this other gig. It makes me money. But what what can I do two, three days a week? And I I just had a call with him and told him the top three or four things that I think that I see that he can do with his time. I'm working with a gentleman now that owns 75 Dunkin' Donuts and he's looking to diversify. He's looking Mm -hmm. to get into home health care or potentially commercial cleaning. You know, Again, I could talk to you for days about what's going on today because of COVID, but all these commercial cleaning brands, uh, boy, if they didn't have some sort of certifications before on the disinfecting process for COVID-19 and what have you, they're all working on something right now and and they're all hotter than they ever were pre-COVID at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is great. You also have a pretty good directory here of franchises. Um, And you kind of give, what's nice is you give the range of generally what you're going to want in terms of startup capital. But but understand that, you know, even if there's an investment, like a lot of them seem to start, you know, like $100,000 to $200,000, $300,000. Josh, um, that's
1: that's the best part. So first of all, my services are free. I get paid by my brand. So, you have mm-hmm. no risk to talk to me. I yeah. talk to people for three years sometimes before they they do a deal and that's okay. But, uh, you know, there is financing out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Some industries are much easier these days than others, but typically through the SBA, 25% down payment is all it Mm -hmm. is. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're going off on your own, you're not getting financing. No. Because it's a franchise and most of the franchises, if not all that I represent are on the SBA registry. First thing, some of my banker friends will say, is it on the registry? Yes, it's on the registry. And they will lend to any franchises on the SBA registry. Sometimes you can get in for as little as 15% down payment. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the funny part, Josh. So many misconceptions about franchising. Some people say, well, isn't it for the rich people that are like doing McDonald's? Or no, I have a brand that's $62,000 to start out of your house. And hold on to your your shorts here. There are franchisees that net a million dollars a year Mm. out of their house on a $62,000 investment.
0: Wow. So what industry is that?
1: It's, it's business to business. And it, so yeah. in, the, in the old days before COVID, uh, people would go face-to-face yeah. business calls, which are now exactly how we're doing it. Yep. So in fact, it's actually made it easier for franchisees to pick up the pace. They're no longer getting in their cars hmm. and people still need to conduct business. So people are adapting through things like Zoom.
0: Lance, anything else that, that people ought to know before we kind of close up? This great conversation Your website, by the way, again, is ionfranchising.com, I-O-N franchising.com. To my military friends out there, please take a look at the the kind of the, uh, the page that kind of talks about uh, why, it, it, or some of the incentives that are available to you. Uh, but by all means, talk with Lance. He's free. You may as well. Uh, and again, I'd say if you're if you've always toyed with the idea of starting a business, now, if you're in the right industry, I think it's just such a great opportunity to be positioned for the future. When there are major changes to the economy, there are going to be a lot of people that lose a lot of money and there are going to be a lot of people that make a lot of money. And I find that it's the people who are willing to help and serve others in in this changed environment are the ones that truly... Uh, you know, enjoy riches like nobody else, you know. So, you do well by doing good.
1: Absolutely. Crisis certainly breeds opportunity and uh, many great entrepreneurs have said that. So, what I also do besides finding people their perfect franchise, you know, if you're an independent business owner and you've toyed with expansion but, you know, because you have to hire new you know employees or leaders or whatever it might be refine some systems i help successful independent business owners set up a franchise system through my team and my team of franchise attorneys mm-hmm. and it's very very low cost cuz quite honestly uh, i want to sell your franchise i want to help you grow so that's kind of the get in for me and uh my team, there's about 20 in an office in Atlanta that has been setting people up for franchising for many, many years. So depending on, it depends on which side of the fence you're on. Either way, I can help you. I truly am your one-stop shop for franchise advice. And Josh, this has been amazing.
0: Lance Grolick, Ion Franchising, CEO, founder, again, the website, ionfranchising.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.